1: Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Who Pets Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at WhoPetsPod.com. With another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and, of course, the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcast, Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, go ahead and subscribe below Laker Tom today. Right there, you can. Right there, right there below. Hit that subscribe button today at the Lakers Fast Break on YouTube. Like our page on Facebook or follow us on the Twitter at Lakers Fast Break. Plus, also as well, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture. We'll be talking Star Wars Andor this weekend, so check that out. Plus, also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We've already got week three covered for you in the NFL, so go ahead and check that out. Indeed, if you're a fantasy football fan, game source, of course, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Please go ahead and check out the work today by the number one Lakers blogger that's out there in Laker, Tom. Go ahead and check him out today at Lakerholics.com and watch the conversations fly as he and Jamie Sweet from Five Things go at it each and every day at Lakerholics.com. Well, they're actually good friends in real life, but they just try to go ahead and keep up that great conversation back and forth at Lakerholics.com. Plus also as well, Ox1947, you know him as Joe Sorrow, but he's always lurking around LakersBall.com. So go ahead and check out their awesome groups today at LakersBall.com. Plus our good friends the WhoPeds Podcast Network at And If you can support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, I wanted to let everybody know, if you didn't hear already, and Laker Tom, I already sent him word that the LeBron minicamp is here. It started today, and they are now... Just going ahead and going at it. LeBron is probably running. Wait, was right Russ there. there?
0: Is Russ there?
1: That I don't know yet. That I, I was trying to look and see, but no hint on if Russ was there. That's kind of.
0: That's kind of an important detail, don't you think?
1: Yes, but the LeBron mini camp minus his hair.
0: Oh, he really think. is bald, huh?
1: Well, I'm not so sure. People are saying it's fake. <laughs> People are saying it's not fake.
0: Maybe live well, Photoshop. Maybe the latest the latest technique live photoshop
1: live photoshopping indeed well we'll see by the time that they go to media day if it is actually been photoshopped or not but it is lebron camp; it's now underway media day is monday and training camp starts next tuesday so the lakers are going ahead and looking forward to that but are there any changes in store because We have had a target of ours, unfortunately, trade away to Detroit earlier today and Boyan Bogdanovich. Does that mean that there's nothing left for the Lakers to trade for? We'll talk about the possible talks with Indiana still underway. Depends on who you talk to. I hear one by one person, Miles Turner is no longer available. I hear by the other that Indiana and Lakers are still working trying to work out a deal. So we'll talk about that coming up in a bit. Plus also as well, we will have the talk on Legacy on Hulu right there for you as far as the show covering the real story of the LA Lakers Episode 7. So we will talk about that as well. And also, George Mikan finally getting his jersey retired on October the 30th. We're definitely going to be talking about that, plus the latest NBA news as well. But first, I know the topic that, Mr. Laker Tom wants to get to good man. Indeed he is the man you got to follow today at Lakerholics.com. It is Mr. Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Great to have you back. My friend, I'm hoping Joe will join us. Not sure about Jamie. I think Jamie's running his club is his, his uh, night out tonight. I think for the club that he works as far as for the, the music end of his life. So we'll go ahead and make sure he gets on the next one with us. But right now the questions are abound. Is there anything that the Lakers are still going to do? heading into training camp next week.
0: I still think there's a big chance that they'll do something. You know, and it's kind of odd. They, they put out contradictory feelings. Um, I think you can say that the Jazz are done as a deal because I don't think that without Bogdanovich, I don't think that they have pieces that the Lakers are interested in. I think it's heartening that hopefully there's still an opportunity for a trade with, a trade with Pacers. I think that's still the move to be made. I'm hoping that they maybe can talk the Pacers into accepting a trade swap as the instead of the second pick. Um, that for a team for, for the Pacers, that's just as good as a, as getting an unprotected pick because trade swaps, by the very nature of the swap, is an unprotected pick. So I think there's a chance there, and, and I think there's also a chance that. That the Lakers could make a trade with the um, with the Spurs that would basically take Russell's forty-seven million dollars expiring contract and switch it into two expiring contracts that could help the Lakers be a better team and fill a couple of the holes they have, namely defense and shooting, and get a twenty-five million dollar traded player exception that they could use at the trade deadline or earlier to to really improve the team. Well, and, but let me ask
1: you this. Well, Nick Wong is asking this, Nick Wong is asking is, do you think you would give up any picks worth? I certainly would. I think what you're getting back. I, oh, I, think, it, I, I think
0: that's worth giving up. The Lakers are willing to give up a pick. What they do not want to do is they've gone through the last two seasons at the trade deadline and not done anything. And one of the reasons they haven't done anything is all of the deals that they wanted to make uh, involved a pick that they didn't have. And so, they would like to go into the season with one pick so that when next summer comes, if they don't use it, they'll have two picks. That's the whole point that is breaking things down. What the Lakers still have to decide though, is do we want cap space next summer or do we want to have trading chips next summer? Because you can't do, you can't have both because you you have to decide at some point the Lakers are going to tr- take, Russell's contract, and they're going to try to convert it into something. They're going to if they want cap space, they'll convert it into expiring contracts. They'll take a trade that'll give them expiring contracts just like that, and they'll and and they'll they'll have their thirty five million dollars in cap space and LeBron and AD, and that's it. And they'll sign a third star and go through the same route as we've done for the last three years of rebuilding the entire roster because they believe that third star is Kyrie Irving. Um, whether he'll sign for thirty five million with promises from LeBron and AD to balance it out down the road. Who knows? Um, I think that that's definitely, that's definitely an option. Um, the other option, I think, is still the Turner situation, and, and the Lakers want this trade. They don't want to give up two picks. The Pacers are willing. The Pacers have set the pace saying, we're willing to go into the season. Turner's our starter, so let's go into the season. We'll see how things go. A lot of this comes down to what happens with Russell Westbrook when he shows up in the camp and how demanding is, how demanding initially is Coach Darvin Ham. Is he going to really require him to play defense and, and we're going to see that or is it going to turn really ugly? I mean, they had one sort of semi-practice where Russ was there and and Ham was there and apparently it didn't go well according to whoever reported it, which obviously probably wanted to make it look like it wasn't going to work out. Um, but at any rate, you, you, you've you got a volatile situation there that you could, I could easily see that there wasn't a, wasn't a trade before trading camp. But by the time we got to the start of the regular season, there's a trade, you know, it could easily happen that much. So you just don't know what's going to happen. You, you know, it, there's always a risk on everybody's side, the Pacers, they, have a, they think they have a deal made. They think they can get that second pick. What happens if Turner goes out and injures himself, you know, in the first few games or something like that? All of a sudden, then, they've blown a huge opportunity to improve, to get the kind of draft capital that they want. So I think there's still opportunities for the Lakers. There's still that, that lingering fear because of the bad decisions that they've made in the past that somehow they'll blow it again. I mean, I wouldn't put that past them, but I, I still don't, I still think that we've got time. And I still think that, as long as a trade, the worst thing is going to be if they see some sort of signs that Westbrook is somewhat accommodating, and they buy into that, and they waste part of the season, and we end up, we end up losing a lot of games because of the first half of the season is going to be really tough, and 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 by that time, you know the whole season has got a bad taste in its mouth. And I I don't like the idea. And I don't think the Lakers intent at all. You don't sign LeBron to an extension. You don't make the moves that they've made with the roster to then not make a trade over just a second first round pick versus. Let me ask you this.
1: Okay. Let's say like West Trueblood, West Trueblood says it's a fair swap. If the, the Lakers give up the two first round picks, to Indiana for Hield and Turner. And let's say we do that. And the Lakers finish in sixth or seventh place and are, and are an easy bounce out in the playoffs. What happens then? You've already just... Well, I, I think what happens
0: What happens then probably is you'd have to look to why would they have an easy bounce out in the playoffs. And the only reason would have to be that LeBron and AD weren't healthy. Because well, also- LeBron and AD... Listen, everything, is, everything that the Lakers do is predicated upon the principle that if LeBron, James, and Anthony Davis are healthy, this is a championship-caliber team. Just surround them with good pieces and you have a championship-caliber team. So I, I think the answer to your question really depends upon what the reasons were for them doing poorly. If the reasons for them doing poorly was that Davis and or James were not available as it was the last couple of years, then you really have to think about maybe it is the, the time probably is to rebuild and maybe we should have rebuilt this year. Well, what's worse is, and that was pointed out to us
1: earlier today. Yeah, I really but, want to go ahead and on the other hand, the Lakers- well, let, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. BDA Pink uh, made a great th- thing that uh, he had, had a great comment that we slipped our mind. Cause I, I mentioned it a couple weeks back, as far as what the, tr- the Lakers actual picks were, they don't even actually have control of next year's pick they have the Pelicans have the swap rights on it. So they can't even tank right now. That's a problem.
0: Well, there's always, there's always problems. There's always pluses and there's always minuses. And, you know, I mean, Hey, I'd love to have a front office that was sharp and on the ball and you really had a lot of trust in, and it never seemed to miss the naked mistake, especially on, on player analysis and calls that, you know, who they're going to trade for and who they're going to draft so forth, but we don't happen to have that. We happen to have a, sort of a family-run business that has some hits and misses, and uh, and we have a lot of advantages to our favor, which has won us a lot of championships. Um, I, I do think that the Lakers have played this well all season long. I think that they're within a second first-round pick, and I think that's pretty clear that they're within a second first-round pick of having the Turner and Heal deal that they want if they give up that pick they can get the deal i think would you agree with that do you think that's where they are too
1: i just think right now they're between a rock and a hard place i really think that this team is between a rock and a hard place any deal that they make is not going to move them up far enough that was going to get them into a world title yeah, you condition. have to make
0: you have to make progress and and you have to first off if you accept the premise that Russell Westbrook is addition by subtraction. Trading him is addition by subtraction. And you can trade him for three guys, let's say, with expiring contracts. So they just And, have and all I agree their that, that
1: actually, like you said, because it, they, you could go ahead and swap them again at the trading deadline, uh, you know, or yeah. just let, let it run the, out. So that's you're, you're probably better, better,
0: off. better off to do that rather than to risk screwing the whole season up because of rust and having to do this and that. At least I think that's where the Lakers are. Um, I think they're idiots. I don't think that they're crazy idiots. <laughs> you know, there's a limit to how far out and how bad a decision they can make. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, you can imagine what Twitter is like, and I can imagine what LeBron's going to feel like if he finds out that it was the 2029 first round draft pick which is this is what 22 that's 7 years away so an 18 year old or a 19 year old would be 12 years old so we're talking about a 12, 12 year old draft 12 year old kid right now 7 years from now will be drafted by the Lakers and that's preventing the Lakers from getting Miles Turner and Buddy Hield that's crazy
1: I'm just saying again, as I've always said. You know what that is? That's
0: that's trying to win the negotiation rather than trying to win the deal. There's a difference there.
1: Well, I'm just trying to say that Heald and Turner don't move the needle enough. With them on the team, that will get them past the Nuggets, the Warriors. No, they actually. I
0: I I think that I actually think that from the inside information we've gotten from Jovan Buha that. They do believe that those guys move the needle enough so that they're a contender. But the problem is, is that all of their everything is gearing all of a sudden toward the idea that why don't we just have a whole bunch of free agency and get Kyrie. And that's what this is all about. This is all about a deep and talented roster and depth, you know, versus a third superstar. Um, the Lakers cannot... The Lakers cannot, even though part of any third superstar failure problem is the fault of having to share the ball between three guys who generally have the ball half of the time that they're in the game. You just don't have enough touches for three guys to have the same kind of touches. Somebody has to sacrifice. And I don't want that to be LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Well, uh, Nick has a good point, uh, and he said
1: it as far as how confident are we in Turner's availability. Right. He has not proven to be a consistent, healthy individual. But then who, again, who has uh, Miles
0: Turner? Yeah, well, he's probably been as consistent as Anthony Davis.
1: But Paul you're right, George, Tom. Kawhi and is, Leonard.
0: Um, well, yeah. I want to say I want to say you are correct
1: in saying that any of the trades that have been offered are not going to bring us back a player that's going to. Check off all the boxes for us, and it, you know we are getting picky. But I'm just saying right now that no trade that the Lakers have in the offering, you know, the Kyrie Irving trade, was for me was the only one I would give up, just simply because I think that's the only one of the scenarios that would have put Lakers in a for sure contender plan. Everything has to go right in order. If you get healed and Turner still, so much has to go but right. That still gives Lakers you a plan. chance.
0: That still gives you a chance. And if if you're If you're the governor of the Los Angeles Lakers, tied for the most NBA championships of any franchise, who's promised never to tank, you do not let, I'm sorry, you just do not let a seven-year-away first-round draft pick prevent you from making a trade that totally revolutionizes your team and gives you a shot gives you exactly what LeBron James wanted. I can't imagine, frankly, Rob Polinka sitting down and picking up the phone and calling LeBron and saying, geez, LeBron, you know, we had the deal there. We just said just one pick, and they, they wouldn't go for it, so I, I told them to show it. You know, um, that's not going to be a good conversation with LeBron. Blue
1: Magic says part of me feels that the Lakers are waiting to see if Davis can recapture his magic. If Davis cannot be twenty twenty Davis, then the Lakers might move him and the two picks for another superstar. I, I just heard on the the, 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 the it's match.
0: going to take months for somebody to make that kind of determination. You don't make that in a short term situation.
1: Well, it's not going to be done in a short term. I I I said with it's Joe, a I said,
0: he gets a season to show. I think he by does get a season. I think by the end of the season, season, he has to prove it. But well, what's interesting
1: is that he's already fallen hard in the eyes of a lot of analysts out there. In fact, I heard on a podcast today that when they were talking about the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, LeBron is still LeBron. But when it came to Anthony Davis, he couldn't even say the word good. He stopped himself oh, yeah, from well, saying right good. He said, OK. He said, 50, OK. Man. I never heard, thought I would hear the day that Anthony Davis was just OK. Well, but it seems that we've fallen so yeah, far. I've been him in
0: the last two seasons. That's basically what he is. But. Yeah. Unfortunately, fortunately, or unfortunately, he's more than the last two seasons.
1: Well, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. But yeah. yes, I believe giving him a full season as well. Yeah. I think both you and then Joe have been very strong the, on this the thing. Point. Is is that you
0: you need to have you see if Lakers want to go this free agency route, that means that they don't want anybody. They don't. They won't take back any contracts. They won't. You know, they want nothing but expiring deals, so they have maximum amount of cap space for Kyrie, even though the amount of cap space that they can possibly have is still probably like $15 million less than what Kyrie probably wants. So if you go that route, what happens is that you get into the middle of the year and, and you're going to be forced to you're going to be forced to trade Russell Westbrook because you can't have him and his contract expire because you don't have anybody else on the team that has a contract except for LeBron and AD. So you're going to be sitting there with three draft picks because you haven't traded any of the draft picks. You'll have three draft picks and you won't be able to consummate a trade because you won't have anybody to match salaries with anybody who's making more than like $15 million. The Lakers have to, I mean, the problem is is that you cannot allow Russell Westbrook's contract to expire because you have no way to trade. You have nobody left to trade then because it comes a free agent. The only thing you can do is sign and trade at that point, which would hard cap you.
1: This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me York's all up. of the star trek all of the time and i will be an incredibly happy girl even if it's terrible it's like pizza bad pizza is still pretty
0: good because it's pizza bad star trek is still pretty good because it's still star trek that's the way that i look at it
1: just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool that's
0: it Yep. that's the pop
1: culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Well, I tell you what, it's still so much debate in regards to this as we get closer and closer to training camp. <laughs> Laker getting Lakers, the Lakers also.
0: just can't have their cake and eat it too, Gerald. You can't. You 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 cannot plan for a great next summer, a mega next summer, where you're going to find the superstar to replace. You know, hopefully LeBron eventually, and the third superstar. They're 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 allowing that to undermine taking what really is a sure winner in the Pacers trade that'll solve a lot of their problems and we'll, will make LeBron and AD's life a lot easier. Well, which alone should be worth, worth the effort of doing that aside from, I, yeah, that I the just don't
1: think it, I, you know, I disagree. I just don't think it moves the needle that far up, especially with Turner's history and his injury history, and not staying healthy. I think right. also as well, again, that still doesn't give you a deep team at all. The team, the team has zero depth, which is really, yeah. but you probably
0: have just as much. You probably have more versatility Mm-hmm. with Heald and Turner's contracts um, at the trade deadline than you will with Russell's contract because Russell's contract still is going to be difficult for people to match because <laughs> you've got you got to come up with like $35, $40 million just to even be able to match contracts with them. So you've got to have a couple of pretty big play players that you want to dump on the Lakers. And you think the Lakers are going to take back contracts? They don't want to take back contracts. Their only hope to trading Russell is is really going to be Indiana, you know? Will Indiana budge off and take one pick after 10 games into the season? That's what this is all about. I agree Blue with Blue Magic. Going to be in the market though. for it?
1: I agree with Blue Magic that the Laker tax is real <laughs> because of how
0: much the well, Detroit business is is that a self-imposed snow for- Blue Magic, or is that a tax that other teams have put on the Lakers. Well, look at the and trade for Boyan. On look at
1: the trade for Boyan today. The, the the Utah Jazz. Well, what, what does
0: that tell you? What does that tell you, though? It tells you that the Lakers were smart not to give up what Utah wanted. Yeah, they wanted three. Danny Ainge is mouthing off, saying, "I want three first round picks for the three guys." They can't even get a first round pick for the best guy. I
1: did tell Paul that you know I think that. He if he plays well with Detroit, I think he probably will be turned at the at the trade deadline for a first rounder. I really think that Boyan has still some game left in him. It's just a shame that it won't be on the Lakers. Petting my cat says he likes the team in the playoffs. Laker Tom is living up north as a Lakers fan with a New York hat. Laker Tom is living up north as a Lakers fan with a New York hat on. He loves the Yankees. He already told you that, petting my cat. If you, I know you've been watching the show. I know you've heard Laker Tom. You know Joe Soros it's the Yankee, right it's
0: now. Yankee Tom today, Gerald. I told it's you that.
1: Yankee Tom today. I'm sorry. On, on, Aaron, Aaron, number Aaron, 99. Aaron, yes, Aaron Judge, yes, yes. Aaron Judge. Yes, yes. Uh, who is not on steroids and is close to breaking the all time home record. You know, I guess it's... held
0: um, by Roger Maris. Uh, the true yeah. legal, legitimate major league home run record.
1: All right. So let's say the ball was juiced and there were steroids around. I mean, would Maguire, let's say they weren't around, would Maguire and Sosa still have broken the record? Maybe? Barry Bonds, maybe? No. I don't know. That ball was heavily juiced. I want to say that.
0: That's all I'll leave it at. Yeah, juice players and juice ball.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 90s was full of juice.
0: What a combination.
1: (laughs) Yes, the 90s was full of juice indeed, but Let's get to the other NBA news before we talk about the other things that are going on in the NBA, including Legacy, Episode 7. I still have thoughts on that. Blue Magic says, let's look on the bright side. Ime Udoka <laughs> might join the Lakers staff as an assistant for a year. You never know if he decides to leave. There's supposedly, as of now, we have not heard a confirmation mm-hmm. this, that it's looking stronger and stronger because of a situation involving a personal relationship, an intimate relationship with a Celtics employee that he is going to be suspended or most likely is going to be suspended. That's the rumor that he's most likely going to be suspended for a year. He may even leave the organization. That's still up for debate. If that's the case, Imei Udoka, he's going to be the hot property out there as far as this individual coach if he decides to leave the Celtics.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of a it's kind of one of those situations where a lot of people think it's overblown. And, uh, and yet I don't think that is the case. I think that, I, I think what's happening is baseball is finally catching up with the rest of the business world in understanding that when there's a personal relationship between a superior and a subordinate of that superior, that there's a lot of problems that can ah, have that, that, that there are people who take advantage of that situation and it's an uncomfortable situation. And that's why companies very often have smart rules that say you're, these types of relationships are prohibited. Um, you know, it's you almost have to feel that there's something else going on here um, because it is an odd situation, you know, and and. Um, yeah, my first thought was actually geez I'm glad that's not somebody on the Lakers you know it's uh, if it had to happen to somebody some franchise let it happen to the Celtics I'm perfectly okay with that under any circumstances I don't even don't even have to put my laker Tom hat on to, to say that i I enjoy the Celtics bad fortune immensely um helps us out That's yeah you, you know youdoka did a great job with that team he did um although you know it's funny that you could watch that team and before Marcus Smart went off and created that furor over sharing the ball you know about a third of the way into the season and that team instantly changed into a better team
1: well i will say this will hardy who was the top who was a top assistant for the team yep. he moved to utah so yep. will brad stevens have to come back down out of the gm's lair
0: i don't think so <laughs> you know it's i don't think he wants to you know, I, I, I think that Brad Stevens, there was a, it's kind of funny because I thought that was a surprise and, and it really is for a coach to move up into the general manager's position. Cause that's usually not the way it, I mean, although there are, said you know, like Pat Riley, obviously is a great basketball executive, who was a head coach and, you know, Phil Jackson, well, that didn't work out so well. Um, you know, so it's, I I don't, there's not necessarily a high correlation between that. Now, some of it is judging players, you know, and, and coaches have systems. So they generally tend to be a little more biased against and for certain types of players. But I don't see any reason why I, I thought that was strange. I think that, that there had to be some reason why, he did not want to coach anymore and and preferred to move upstairs. Now, maybe that's because he could be in charge and in control of the situation, which could be a criticism of Danny Ainge and and the former regime, you know, that they did not give the coach the right kinds of players to win. Um, And uh, obviously uh, coming out of college and, and just being a coach for one team, the Boston Celtics, you know, where he was, Really given a, a long contract and a, and a and a long long leash to to develop his own type of style and and kind of team that he was going to put together for the Celtics. Um, so he obviously had ambitions greater than just being the coach. He wanted to be in charge of the franchise, and uh, and it's kind of interesting. Ainge Ainge's strength probably is drafting people. I guess that's what everybody says. It <laughs> sure isn't consummating trades. You know it's. Uh, and acquiring draft picks, it's it's basically learning to say no, 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 until you get a deal that is so good that even an idiot would say yes, and then you say yes.
1: I don't know. I, I think your your standards for what Danny Ainge and I'll all you know respect. Well, first to Danny off, Ainge, I'm
0: never going to be fair with Danny Ainge, man. Uh, well, you know, I expect that.
1: Careful, he might bite you. Uh, I will say that he has a better track record than Rob Polenka Come on.
0: Well, come on now, what kind of standard <laughs> is that? You know,
1: just, that's like Gerald. That's a little blow there, Gerald. That's like that's saying a you know,
0: he's taller than Mickey Mouse, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like
1: something we can all agree. But he's got on, long
0: arms, on, you, you know?
1: know. It's just funny because that's something all of us as Laker fans can agree. Yeah, you know, it, it's talk. kind of funny
0: that. Uh, I just, I just, I just enjoy bad things happening to the Celtics. You know,
1: uh, I, as don't, do, I, I, don't I don't want anybody to
0: get hurt or die no, no, or anything no, not like that. But just as
1: far as something the like bad things to happening is, to the Celtics is perfectly okay. Uh, yeah. You don't want anything health wise, but this is something that, you know what they scandal. That's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, if it disrupts their, their organization to yeah. the point where they cannot win another championship anytime soon, that's all good by you know, They lately. don't even
0: have. It's kind of funny. They get. They got rid of all of the guys that you hate. They're kind of a likable bunch of guys. The Celtics, you know, if they if they didn't wear those damn green uniforms with the stupid shamrocks on them, um, they're not bad. You know, I mean, I'd like. I'd love to have Marcus Spartan purple and gold. You know. Well, yeah. If you look at us it, just players.
1: We've talked about this. Joe is yeah, all Marcus smart and yeah, nobody should ever take away their talent on that. And Jalen
0: Brown for Anthony Davis. I'd probably make that trade in a minute. <laughs> they,
1: they did a great, you know, they did a great job. You can't take away from, they did a great job getting the finals. They had a yep. tremendous defense and unfortunately due to various things, it didn't get, they didn't get the job done all the way, but you know what? It just, like I said, the goal is for the Lakers to beat them yeah, to 18 they're, they're, they're
0: last year's version of the Miami Heat from the bubble.
1: <laughs> Another team that's we want to go ahead and, and just mention it real quickly is the Phoenix Suns and Robert Sarver announcing that he very begrudgingly, almost like he's scratching and crawling to do mm-hmm. so, he's actually decided to go ahead and give up his – Control of his ownership, he's going to sell off his portions of the team in both the Mercury and the Phoenix Suns. Right. I say, thank Just goodness! A uh, billion. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going. Well, he only owns about thirty five percent. He is going to make probably a billion. Uh, well, yeah.
0: He, well, he, he, he bought it for they bought it for hundred million. million. Yeah, they'll so sell the, it for three billion.
1: Well, no, that's the
0: whole team, but his cut, his
1: cut yeah, so, of that, so a
0: third of a third of. Uh, so 3 billion minus 400,000 is 2.6 billion. A third of that is probably 8.3 million. 8.3 billion. <laughs> no, <you're kidding. laughs> it's a lot eight, of money. He's 80, going to get paid. I'm sorry, it's going to be Yeah, he'll make around 830 830 million dollars, almost a billion dollars.
1: Yeah, he'll make a lot of money, okay? He yeah. won't be uh hunting for a sandwich as far as being able to yeah. pay for it anytime soon.
0: But I will but you say know that it's interesting how it's interesting how that wouldn't have happened. I mean, it, it, look at how long it took for Sterling to get knocked out. And Sterling's situation was much worse than than the situation that we have with Sarber. But the problem is, is that Sarber came after the Me Too movement and and the whole woke movement and so forth. And so you weren't going to find you weren't going to find. Here you have a difference: the players speaking up the sponsor speaking up silver other than butchering the press conference where he announced the thing did the right thing by not forcing Sarver out but instead counseling him and telling him that listen this is just going to get worse you know sell get out gracefully you know be a good sport about the whole thing you know, that's the best way to redeem your your image and your brand and you don't need it and on top of that you're going to make you know, thirty five percent of two point six billion dollars, man. Um, not a bad deal, out there all. You know, I mean, and and we won't even do anything petty, like prevent you from getting a seat. At, you know, we'll give you we'll give you a seat on App Court. You know,
1: well, again, just,
0: for just, just sell a team, man.
1: Again, also the public pressure, LeBron. Right. Also, as far as uh, you know, seat, yeah, PayPal. Three, yeah, I mean. Just, just a lot of influence, influential people, influential players in the MPA, the the league president as far as the players' unit is concerned. She actually said a lot as far as, uh, you know, Kim needing to be gone, and he needs to be gone. And he is going to get paid. He is going to get a golden parachute. That's not a good situation as far as for anybody that wants to see him befalling even more bad luck. He's going to get paid on the way out, so don't shed a tear for him. I don't think anybody is going to, but I'm just glad that the situation is going to come to a head with the, someone, hopefully, that will be a better owner for that organization or better governor. I'm sorry, better governor for that organization.
0: Well, it it, it is not just like owning a regular company. This, this is a professional sports league that actually has an antitrust exemption so that they can do things that are un-American with respect to their players, you know. Things like, you know, having to be drafted by a team and play for that team, period. You know, stuff like that. So, you know, these guys have a greater obligation than just, it's not just their company. They have a fan base that is just as much a stakeholder in that particular situation as the entire league is on how behavior is in a particular particular franchise so you know it was good the league the league did the right things silver did the Uh, right things behind the scene
1: i I, well i'm I'm just gonna say in front of the scenes he has not looked any worse than he did
0: this yep he well he botched he botched the announcement of it that was how he how he did that was poor but he made up for it behind the scenes because obviously everything that i've heard is that he was a big part of pushing and convincing robert to sell the team
1: Draymond Green's podcast, as uh, Jamie Sweet pointed out in the comments, that yeah, absolutely was very influential. I'm sure in the decision that was made because of his opinions on it and comments from the from the players around the league. There was going to be a lot of murmuring. It just was a situation. Well, you, that was just going to you, get. You got Chris
0: Paul, your own point guard, basically speaking out against him. <laughs> Jamie Sweet, says, uh, how can he? How can he? You know. What he's going to stay away a year and then come back, and everything will be rosy dozy.
1: Jamie Sweet says he missed the first half hour, but have we finally closed the book on flaying the dead horse? That has been the Russell Westbrook trade news. No, no, of course not. Of course, not.
0: Uh, of it course still you know, like happen all the way up, you know, it, it could happen, it could happen probably not before training camp, but <laughs> depending on how Russ goes in training camp, it could happen before the first game of the season very easily.
1: As Blue Magic says, Jamie Sweet, Tom is always still holding out hope. Yes, he is indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Please go ahead and catch him today at Lakerholics.com. Plus also as well, Jamie Sweet, when he's not chatting in the chat room, and he's not on the episodes here, he's also at Lakerholics.com at five things. Joe Sorrell, hopefully be back on the next episode as well. Give him a big shout out as Ox1947 on lakersball.com and of course you can always get a hold of us at lakers fast break and lakers fast break at yahoo.com big shout out to our facebook commenters especially the one who gave us the great great words of encouragement and thanks so much for the kind words he wants to hear an hour and a half or more of laker tom and joe Sorrow. what about that man
0: (laughs) joe is such a such a brief Quiet guy that you can't get him to talk about anything. I don't as are you, my friend. An
1: as are you. As are you. Both so shy. Both so introverted. Yes, indeed. But before we head on out, my friend, I do want to go ahead and touch on Legacy episode seven, and also a retiring jersey that we do need to talk about. I want to go ahead and talk about Legacy real quick. Episode seven did cover the end of the trilogy of the early two thousands. They glanced over it real quick, which I was very disappointed in. I thought they should spend more time on the, the three-peat. They really didn't, in episode six with the first year and episode seven with the next two years, they really didn't cover as much as I would like in detail. They wanted to cover more outside the scenes, the relationship between Genie uh, and Phil Jackson. They wanted to cover the relationship bet- you know that was deteriorating between Kobe and Shaq. Obviously, the court case in Colorado was covered, and the situations that that it caused there, the disgruntlement between the individual Shaq and, and Kobe in regards to one had to be traded or another, and it ultimately led to Shaq getting traded. Obviously, that was going to be a big part of the episode. But I would have just loved to seen a little bit more focus on the good in regards to the just one of the best times as a Laker fans. We covered it actually in the past couple weeks. We talked about it as one of the greatest periods of time for Lakers fans ever is that 3 beat? Let me know, Tom, your thoughts. I know you haven't seen the episode as of yet, but when you embarked to that time, that was just a happy period of time for three seasons as a Lakers fan.
0: Yeah, it, it was so great to see Kobe be able to come back and win without Shaq. You know i just i really enjoyed that um and and as i said earlier that when you try to separate off the the four great championship periods that i've gone through as a lakers fan that was the one where my son and i were playing a lot of basketball together and so that was really special watching watching those games with him and so forth watching kobe's development as a superstar and and such so um, those periods were we're very taxing and trying as a Laker fan. I mean, I can remember the discussions. I think at that point in time, back then, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that Lakerholics.com did not exist. And I think that we were still, most of us were still blogging on the LA times Lakers blog. And the whole thing just blew up in just total turmoil. Um, the whole subject of rape and Kobe involved and, and so forth just it just brought out the worst in certain people and and <laughs> I've never I've never ever since then seen things deteriorate. Even even in the worst moments on Twitter that I've been witness to, I've never seen things disintegrate but like they did during that period of time. That was a very touchy situation.
1: Yeah. Absolutely a very touchy situation. And I guess that episode does cover it and they do a good job of covering all the negative stuff that was happening behind the scenes. And obviously a lot of Lakers fans and even documentary fans, docu-series fans want to see that part of it, but I would have just loved to seen, and that's something that maybe I'll hold as a slight criticism over this, the series is that the good times are not exactly uh, emphasized enough on these episodes the focus is the growing battle behind the scenes in regards to the buses, which I know again, mm-hmm. obviously uh, gets the general audience. How many episodes there. are there in this thing? I believe we're count- eight or nine. I'm I, I forget or nine. off the top. Of my- yeah, because yeah, I'm, sorry, I, I just I we're just in don't the mid 2000s.
0: Inclination to watch them all at one week at a time.
1: We're in the mid 2000s, so coming up yeah. very soon is going to be the the Kobe championships in 2002 2010 that's probably going to be in the next episode um, then after that there's going to be obviously the battle for custody of the lakers after dr jerry buss's death and then ultimately leading to the 2020 bubble championship for the lakers that's going to be the end of the series that was already hinted to me in my conversations with Stephen leckard which you can actually still catch right here on the channel so it, it is good so far very good watching Again, I'd love to see the the good a little bit emphasized a little bit more. You know, it, it, but outside of that, obviously it goes into detail, especially the third, fourth, and fifth episodes really cover some things I think that Lakers fans might have not known. So please go ahead and check that out especially. But it is available right now on Hulu. It is Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. Looking – oh, jeez, <laughs> sweetie. <laughs> uh, bringing out the REM references there. He's a, He's in the chat, though. That's good. But I will say before we head on out, I want to go ahead and mention as well that George Mikan has been announced, just a truly great player in the early days of the Minneapolis Lakers, obviously a Hall of Famer as well. He is finally getting his his jersey retired posthumously right there at Crypto.com Arena on October 30th. Your thoughts on George Mikan, Laker, Tom, I think that's something that is, is just well beyond deserved. I think it's long overdue. And I think it's something that the Lakers as an organization not only are doing good by by retiring Powell's jersey later this year, but also retiring George Mikens as well.
0: Remind me, Gerald, what is the deal? Is it is it that we only have banners up for the Lakers championships? Or that is there a shared banner up for like four of the Minneapolis Lakers? That's a There's good some question. discrepancy between how the championships or the hung jerseys between the franchises between the two cities are handled. I, I
1: think off the top of my head, it's just the LA Lakers championship jerseys that
0: have been retired and, and, and they've never retired a Minneapolis Jersey up until now. I don't think so.
1: So, and that would really have been the only one that they should have done. Definitely was George. Michael. Right.
0: Right. For some reason, I'll, I'll have to look that up, but I, I somehow remember, I somehow remember seeing like they had one jersey for a bunch of different masters, one one hanging banner for a bunch of different and guys. Now
1: I could be wrong, so please correct me in the chat yeah. if I'm wrong. That they if they have the Minneapolis championship, but anyway, well
0: well deserved, man. I mean, he was he was a player ahead of his time, you know. Now they look back at him and he was buying his time because they, buying today's time, obviously and behind even the modern era you know the of the 80s and 90s and 70s but Jamie um, Sweet
1: says he thinks there's a shared banner not nah, there's some banners. sort of
0: shared banner up there i always love no, i don't count that i don't count that they should put separate banners for all the championships well uh, we need the five we need the championships from minneapolis in order to tie the celtics man
1: yeah so put them all up put them all yeah, up i think we should yeah let not put this, like, shared thing. Well, we actually have
0: 18 because the year before the league came in, Minneapolis also won. Oh. And they decided when they formed the league to start the league officially. It, they were running under, under the same name for two years in a row. They decided to start it in the second year rather than the first year. Otherwise, the Lakers would have already won number 18.
1: Well, there's still a lot of talk that the Lakers hopefully will pull off number 18 in the not too distant future. Will be breaking they better down. make a trade
0: then in the next few days.
1: Well, okay, and that's what we'll leave. That's what we'll leave you on before we head on out. We'll have a little bit more conversation on that because I know that running long, uh, if you have again, a lot of people watching, staying with us, chatting in the chat room. You guys have been tremendous. There are people that are requesting us to go an hour and a half plus. I'm not sure we're going to go do that tonight. We'll go just we'll go do an that hour after though. the
0: trade. We'll do okay. that after the trade. We'll
1: do that after trade. We'll go long after the trade if that happens. For Definitely for Laker Tom. For Laker Tom, it'll just be him grinning, grinning for an hour and a half. How about that? How about that for you? But before we it out, my friend, again, LeBron minicamp is now underway. And before we get to the media day and all the questions there and obviously what's going on in training camp going forward, you're still holding out for it. The best option for the Lakers at this time is the Indiana option, if it's still available. Although, again, various sources says Miles Turner is now off the table. Then you hear others saying that they just the stuff that's going on and people are saying nobody really has a clue what's going on. At this point,
0: are you? I do think you it's really pretty think, simple. Indy, Indy wants two picks. The Lakers only want to give up one.
1: So do you think the Lakers may go another route? San Antonio you talked about, or maybe another option?
0: I, I just did a proposal a proposed trade that I think makes good sense, which is they trade for Joseph Pogel and uh, Josh Richardson, both of whom have expiring contracts. Jake Pogel. Jake Pogel. Jacob Pogel. And uh, is that how you pronounce it? Pogel?
1: I think it's Pogel. Let me, I'll go up and look it up. But yeah, I know. we So, uh, Joseph Pogel and
0: Josh Richardson. um, I think that in a way, what you have to do is you have to look at them. And I think we can do that trade with one pick. Okay, Russ in one pick for that. Why that makes sense to that. me is because all you're doing is converting Russell Westbrook's forty-seven million-dollar expiring contract into two expiring contracts for around uh, let's see, uh, nine and seventeen, twenty-two million and a twenty-five million-dollar traded player exception. So they would get. They would occasionally they would get a starting shooting guard who can play defense and hit threes. He shot forty two percent last year. He's always been considered to be a good defender. Um, and they get a center who's the seventh best shot blocker in the NBA. He can't fruit free throws. He can't shoot free throws. he's he's not a stretch center, but he's a dramatic improvement in defense, just as Richardson is, and we get some shooting. And we get a $25 million traded player exception that come trade deadline could be extremely valuable because you can bring back a guy making up to $25 million or you can bring back four guys making $6 million. Um, You have a lot of flexibility there. You can combine those. um, And in teams that are looking to get rid of players to avoid luxury taxes, to lower their, their salaries, They'll be looking for play for moves like that, and you'll have an opportunity to take advantage of that. I also do like the idea, and this is a trade that we've talked about before, when uh, I saw it just proposed again on uh, on Bleacher Report, um, with the Magic, where you would trade for Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, and Ross, I think, the third guy Terrence in that Ross. deal. Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross. Ross. So you get some shooting. Um, uh, that what I like.
1: I, I've told you that earlier. I told you that earlier in the summer that that would have been great. I would have been. I would have been I, I
0: actually like that deal because of the age of the players that we're bringing in. Even though Isaac is a huge injury risk, when healthy, when healthy, he is. He's Anthony Davis Jr. So you know, I, I think there's opportunities. I, I still find myself, Gerald, thinking that. Okay, let's say the Lakers come out at the last minute and they actually pull off a trade where they get Turner and Heald and they give up uh, a pick and a swap. All of a sudden, everybody's going to say, "Wow, they played that great. They played. They they leveraged the whole situation. They were consistent in all of their efforts to confuse people as to what they really wanted. They held out and at the very last minute, they got the deal they wanted." Now that's what I'm hoping is going to happen.
1: I don't. I don't mind at all the Orlando trade. The Orlando trade. I think that also brings us some veteran depth, brings us some shooting. Mo Bamba brings us some size. You you want size? There's. I don't think there's anybody right now out in the league that's actually with the reach that he has until Victor Wembiama comes in lead, who I'm actually going to see. I got a ticket to that game on the fourth. Oh, court, so I'm, great. I'm excited for that, so I'm going to go ahead and check it out firsthand. Wouldn't you know it's the same day that the Lakers are in town, but you know what? I had to choose. So, Lakers going half-hearted in an exhibition game or actually seeing the number one and number two draft picks for next year. I had to choose, so what are you going to do? So I'm going to tell you right now I'm excited for that, but it is – and I will actually report it that night after the game. I will be on this channel reporting my thoughts on that and also the Lakers exhibition games as well because October 3rd and 4th, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they are doing back-to-back games here in Las Vegas. So definitely want to go ahead and report that to you when they come on in here. Make sure you're part of the Lakers Fast Break channel. I know Joe is actually in the chat. He mentioned that 90 minutes will not be a problem during the season. We will be, looks like, It's looking like I'm making the decision here that outside of our post games, because we will be doing shows every post game. It's not just Lakers Nation. Those guys are great. Yeah, they're awesome. Fine. Whatever. Us. You want to tune into us after the games for both games. We'll be doing them. Not a problem. But it looks like on the outside of that, we will have to do separate shows as well. Those will probably be the 90-minute long ones that I think that a lot of people will be asking for. So, yes. Uh, Scout Reports says Jamie Sweet. Yes, I'm going to see him because if you didn't get a chance to see the footage from last week on Victor Wembiyama and when he scored two 30-point games, really, really good. I'm just going to say health is just the issue because of his size. You're just always worried about a big man getting injured, as we saw just recently. So, is yeah, he going to play good. in one of those exhibition games with LeBron? With LeBron, as far as – no, no. This is Victor? going to be Victor Wembiyama. I want to see
0: if he could – do better than Clint did.
1: No, I just, I just going to tell you right now, Victor Mbiyama, he's going to be here in the States for a two game series against the G league ignite here near Las Vegas, actually in Henderson. It's a suburb of Las Vegas. That's going to take place on the fourth and the sixth. So I got the ticket for the fourth. So I'm going to go ahead and check that out. But yes, once again, it's the Lakers fast break. John McKaylee, yes, you know, the shy one on our show, as John referred to himself in the earlier part. And thank you so much for the heads up on Josh Richardson. I have a, I have a word on Josh Richardson here in a sec, but 85 minutes of Joe talking and five for everyone else. No, you're so bad, John. You're so bad. I will tell you that Josh Richardson Yes, he has for the San Antonio Spurs actually shot very well above forty percent from the three point area. But if you look at 42%. his forty two percent if you look at his career, Laker Tom, it's not as clear and distinct as that. half. a half. Thirty threes on some yeah. years, forty on others, and his last two years he's only played a total of sixty one games or sixty some odd games. So he also he also
0: him. averaged a steal and half a block a game. Which reflects yes. his good defense.
1: So we give the good and the bad. But again, like your Tom, like you said, there's no one that we're going to be able to trade for Russell Westbrook that is going to have that pristine check all the boxes off record. So
0: no, but her. but think of the vers- think of the versatility. If you get 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 a guy like Puddleback and Jeff and and uh, Jay Rich, you get two guys who in my article I call them a an economy or budget version of Miles Turner and Buddy Hield. Now, in, from a shooting standpoint, you're talking about a guy in, in Richardson that shoots five threes a game rather than ten a game like Buddy does. So he's not quite the volume shooter that Buddy is, and he doesn't shoot as high a percentage. And in the case of, of, of Potal, his defense is outstanding. I mean, that's really his strength. He's a great shot blocker. He's the seventh-best shot blocker in the league, and he can score underneath. He just can't shoot free throws, man. He's horrible. He's just like, you can't play him at the end of the game. But that's fine because Davis will play at the end of the game for Lakers in the end of the house. But it's a trade that gets you two expiring contracts to replace Russ's expiring contract and a $25 million traded player exception. The traded player exception is extremely valuable. I mean, extremely valuable. Through the year, the Lakers could use it over and over and over again to add key players that other teams want to get rid of. And and, and it's a great opportunity for them. It it gives them an amount of flexibility that they would not have, and it would give them a chance to have a winning experience on the court rather than a Russell Westbrook-contaminated experience on the court.
1: I agree with you. It should be, you know, as far as Russell Westbrook, should not be on the not the team. I mean, if, if he somehow manages to, you know, the Lakers manage to not make a trade, send him home. Because this is just with so many volatile personalities on the roster as of now that Rob Palenka, only as he can do, has assembled for this roster. I'm surprised he did not pick up DeMarcus Cousins. If you pick up DeMarcus Cousins, you've got the whole <laughs> gambit of, of volatile personalities there. But he's got a few on that roster. And all it takes is one thing to go wrong in training camp and it could go awry from there.
0: I just don't want to go and watch a Laker game ever hoping for one of the guys on my team to play bad. And yet I, I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can watch Russell Westbrook in a uniform and not wish for him to play horrible just so that he would get rid of him. I mean, I'm serious. That's that bad. And I think that that's, such a thing that you that's something that you i don't care how nice you want to make up and how classy you want to be as an organization as you cut ties with this guy but for god's sakes cut those ties and cut them permanently and cut them hard
1: well i tell you what it's at this point again something i think should be done Because going into training camp like this current situation with this kind of roster that doesn't really fit is, I agree with Tom. That's something both Tom and I, our arguments aside, we both can agree on that this roster right now is just not conducive to something that's going to be successful for the season at this point. It's just my opinion, and I think Tom somewhat agrees with me on that.
0: Yeah. No, the roster, the roster was actually built and constructed with the idea that you were going to close and make the final touches on it with a Westbrook trade and they have an opportunity to do that, and it looks like they're going to pass.
1: Uh, it's going to be a lot, very much shame if that's the case, and there's nothing done and nothing dealt with because they have a lot of small guards on the roster, a lot of you know, below average It's one average thing, it's on one thing if
0: you can't make a trade because you don't have – what the other team wants. But it's another thing when you can make the trade, but you just won't give up what the other team wants. And what they want is a seven years away first round draft pick. Man. Come
1: on, Jeannie. Come on, Jeannie, indeed. But the, the chat has been awesome. Jamie Sweet says, Gerald, that ain't happening, my man. Russell be starting. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and by the way, Joe, John, Jamie, please keep it cool together. I got to have you guys on the air when you can, please go. So no no fighting off the scene. I think only, you know, that that John was not saying anything in regards to anything mean about you, Joe. So I think he was only saying that, that you know, Laker Tom, Joe, myself, Jamie, we, we can all talk a lot, I think, from time to time, especially on the Lakers. So we're very passionate about the subjects that we like to talk about here i do appreciate the comments blue magic you know i think when it comes to lakers nation they do a lot of great stuff there i think there was also a suggestion though that they you know that one of the individuals there or in their chat or whatever i heard mentioning the wave and stretch option for russell westbrook if that's the case you know that's not obviously a good idea that i would recommend but you know lakers nation obviously when you have almost five hundred thousand subscribers on youtube they can't be doing a lot of stuff that wrong but i know that again that's they play to a larger audience. Hopefully we can get to that larger audience one day. And I'm I'm hoping for that as well, but that's all up to you. You got to start subscribing below Laker Tom today on YouTube. If you can, you can help us get to that level and hopefully have more inspired and maybe more intelligent conversations on the Los Angeles Lakers play out to a larger audience. That's what our hopes and our dreams are here at the Lakers fast break. And we think we can get it done, but it's all because of you guys keeping those great words to us again, Big shout out to the Facebook viewers with the kind comments on our last video. Also, as well, to the individuals that have been chatting about our show that think we do a pretty good job and a great job indeed. So just big shout out to everyone here. But you guys in the chat room have been outstanding again. John, Jamie, (laughs) Joe. And you know what? This goes out to everybody else. If anybody else out there wants to come on the show I only ask if you want to go ahead and hit me up at Lakers fast break on Twitter or Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. I only ask two things, good internet connection and a good mic. You know, that's, that's all I ask because restream will not help you with both. That's all I'll say. That's all.
0: He also wants your Venmo account number.
1: No, no, that's Tom. That's Tom. That's Tom right there for you. Tom, you, you know, he can have your Venmo number. All I'm looking for is some great opinions and always some fresh faces on here because Joe's been outstanding, Laker Tom's been outstanding, Jamie, John been great. I'm hoping to get Ken a sweep back. I miss El Rob. I miss TJ on the show. I'm hoping they'll be back for the season. I know the season is coming right around the corner. And I do definitely, have he needs a business course from Joe. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. And anyone who comes to the show. We'll get a rookie. <laughs> if you stumble and bumble, we will ignite you uh, uh, in front of everyone. <laughs> Joe, be nice. Be nice. Don't scare people away. Don't scare people away. Please. Got to go ahead and get that audience that would try to go ahead and get to those levels. Because, again, we've got a good thing going. And we hope you do like us, too. So, please, if you got any suggestions for us, you want to go ahead and be part of the show, want to come on from time to time, hear your thoughts. LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. But Laker, Tom, before we head on out, please go ahead and enlighten us on what your latest article is at, at Lakerholics.com.
0: Well, my latest article is about what I consider to be the Lakers off-ramp from Russell Westbrook. And that off-ramp is the San Antonio Spurs. Um, Again, I think trading for expiring contracts, Jacob Potl, an expiring contract on Josh Richardson and uh, a $25.4 million dollar Traded player exception that the Lakers can use for a full year. They can use that before the trade deadline. They can use that the third day of the training, the third day of the regular season, or they can use it next summer when they'll have at least probably two draft picks. There's a versatility there. What's nice about that situation is what they do with that $25 million traded player exception can determine whether they are A, number one, whether they they have an option with them, to make sure that they have nothing but expiring contracts and they'll have 35 million dollars in cap space to go after Kyrie that's the first thing it gives them while it gives them that it also gives them two players plus other people that they can add on expiring contracts who can help them win this year which Russell Westbrook won't and that's really the critical part of the thing that you you do not want to sacrifice this season when you don't have to if you can be a smart front office general manager.
1: And you could go ahead and catch that article today at LakerHolics.com. I'm telling you, I think that's okay. You know, if you don't give up too much, you know, outside of Russell Westbrook for San Antonio, I like the Orlando trade better personally. I think that's a better fit for the Lakers. I also think that the Lakers would be more competitive because of that.
0: Well, I like the, the upside. The upside of the Orlando trade is great the floor of the Orlando trade is pretty low just because of how many times Isaac's been injured, you know, and, yeah. and it's always on that same side of the body, you know, always there. Yep. I mean, that just seems to happen with everybody. I mean, my wife has the same problem on the right side of her body. I have this on the left side of her body. I got the problem on the right side of my body. I just broke my right arm my right hand, the other day and uh, and
1: contrary to rumors it was not and bad. i did not
0: punch out joe soro
1: yeah he, just because exactly. he happened to be there in the, joe in the, and i get along in the area. Bay area.
0: okay okay as I long just as to make sure. we don't talk certain subjects
1: yes as long as yes definitely just try to stay away from that i'm trying to keep the peace between these guys but it is a great crew and i want to thank again laker tom joe soro jamie sweet john and. Kenneth Sweet, TJ Johnson, L Rob, all of you guys have been so outstanding over the course of this year, taking some time out of your day to be a part of this show and trying to make it even more successful than it has been, which is truly appreciated. And most of all, a big thank you to you, the audience out there listening and watching for taking the time out of your day to go ahead and checking out Lakerholics.com, Lakersball.com, and of course, all of us here at the Lakers Fast Break. But you guys have been incredible. I, I don't think we can stretch it out to an hour and a half, so I do apologize for that. But the well, I mean, trade
0: show, the trade show will do that. Okay, the trade show, I'm the trade, trade, trade show, show is still be.
1: coming. So okay, I tried to look up anything in regards to Russ being at the LeBron mini camp. It doesn't say. I would assume that he is since he's been there mm-hmm. for all the press conferences and things. like that I'd say he's what, what there. What if Russ is not
0: there? What would you take that to mean?
1: Well, they canceled the uh, press conference the other day, and that didn't end up being amounting to much Well, I enough. wonder
0: why they canceled the press conference. Maybe they had a deal, and then it fell apart. Maybe. They were going to announce a deal, and then, yeah, then they, they chickened out. Woj and Shams would have, I guess, they would have been on that. They I don't know, you out. know, but listen, there have been very, Rob has, this is not like when Magic was running things, man. And when Magic was running things, it was like, Jeez, you must have had five or six people on the inside feeding different people who became little substars for just that little period that magic was in control. You had guys that were insiders that were never insiders before or after. But now it's pretty tight, you know. You don't we don't hear about things until the last minute, most of the time. Now, I try to increase the percentages by proposing lots of trades because then you got a higher chance of hitting the one right, you know. But it's almost impossible when you when you consider all of the variances that they can put in a particular trade and all of the the different principles that can be involved and purposes that they've had. It's almost impossible to predict what's going to happen.
1: Just promise me no more imaginary conversations with Rob Palenka.
0: Uh, I can't do that because there's various times that it it just comes to me, you know. <laughs> it just comes to me, and I I feel like I was. I could have been the fly on a wall, man. In another universe, I probably was. (laughs) But that's an interesting concept. You know, I've I've used that before through the years. I've I've had Jerry Buss. I've talked with Dr. Buss like that. I've interviewed uh, Jeannie before. I interviewed Mitch Kupchak that way. That was a brutal interview. This was after the two big deals that he really screwed up where we had to write him off.
1: Once again, go ahead and check out his conversations, imaginary or otherwise, with Rob Palenka or all the great articles that he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. Also want to mention as well, again, if you can, please give all of our good friends at LakersBall.com a big shout out. Jamie Sweets, Five Things, articles at Lakerholics.com. John McCalian's channel on YouTube. Please go ahead and subscribe. While you're subscribing to Lakers Fast Break, please go ahead and subscribe to John McAlian's great channel as well. A lot of self-help there, great inspiring and encouraging thoughts, plus some great conversations always to be had there at John McHaleen's YouTube channel as well. Blue Magic says the media around the Lakers is clamped tight. Yeah, that's for sure. And has been saying all the right company man things, which leads me to not trust him. I know we've already had calls to fire him. He's our visionary. Trust him. We've already had calls by our audience to to fire him. Give the guy a chance to just get Jeannie
0: and Rob and, and magic and Phil and everybody else off his back.
1: (laughs) Well, I will tell you this, that again, please give Darvin ham at least a chance to coach the team early on. And we'll see what happens from there. We'll see how competitive the team is. We'll see what kind of roster we bring out. Laker Tom is still expecting the magical trade to come through here in the next few days. It better come soon. That's all I say. Well,
0: I think it'll come before starting uh, the start of the season. So that gives us to what? What's the first date? What's the first game?
1: Well, first game I think is uh, exhibition game is the third. Are you no, the first about the real game? Was it the seventeenth? I off the top of my head, I'll, I'll have to check when the uh, they when they play the Golden State Warriors.
0: Hmm. Okay,
1: because they remember so they ring night. You probably got a ring Probably got three weeks. So it is. Uh, let me see. Preseason, preseason, preseason. Eighteenth. It is the eighteenth. Eighteenth.
0: Okay. So, well, you you yeah. got eighteen days, and what is this? This is the twenty second. You got nine more days this month. You got twenty seven <laughs> days. You got to remember training camp was always a soft deadline. Okay. Now a little harder deadline is start of the season. What is the Laker Tom deadline? I want to know that. The real deadline is February 9th. That's the trade deadline at noon Pacific time. Okay. If Russell Westbrook is not gone by then, we are screwed. We will have nobody under contract except for LeBron and AD. And I think I think Cap, the new guy Christie has one year under under this. Something. Uh, that's Christy, yeah. We won't have it. We would not be able to make a trade. We'll have. We could have three draft picks then too, if we didn't trade Russ. Assuming that uh, we don't get swapped with Oklahoma City.
1: It is official. I just want to mention to everyone out there listening that the Celtics did announce that Udoka is suspended for the entire season. So, as you're hoping, and as Celtics fans out there, unfortunately, are crying right now, the Lakers fans are enjoying it and embracing well, guys, all this. Luck. Yeah. Yeah, luck, man. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and I think it is. It is saying the 18th. I'm going to verify that for sure right now, as far as what their next date is. But I think it is. Well, let me. Easy. You know what's
0: interesting? What it, you have there is probably equivalent of almost four weeks, and we're going to start to see these guys. We're going to have four weeks where we're going to see. It is the 18th. Just let so okay, Basically, we've got four weeks before the season starts. And how eager the Lakers will be to trade Russell Westbrook will direct, directly depend upon how Russell Westbrook does during those four weeks. I mean, oh, he's God. going to have to show something during those four weeks or else. Or else. And it can't be ugly. It can't be ugly. That's for sure. Because if it's uh, ugly, he's gone. Well, it better it's not ugly, get up. He's gone.
1: But you you gotta admit it can get very ugly very quickly with the individuals yeah. there, with the the past yeah. reputations of a lot of the individuals there. It can get very. I'm ugly. I'm sure a,
0: a fist fight with a fist fight with Beverly would probably. Uh, and Schroeder's not you know, yeah. just just the possibility of that happening is something that somebody in charge has to think about. You know, you could screw up Ham's first season as a coach. LeBron's second to last season as a Laker, '80s second to last season as a Laker, a chance to beat the Celtics to number 18, and all of those things could go to naught just because somebody thought that it was a good idea to, why don't we target Kyrie next year rather than give up one of these draft picks, man? You I would rather, it. frankly, to be honest with you, Gerald, sincerely honest, I would take Buddy and and Miles Turner over Kyrie any day of the week, simply because you can't put Kyrie in there and not take away a lot from either LeBron or, or AD. You're going to. No, I would
1: have taken that trade because remember it brought a lot of shooting with us. You would have to bring... I know, just the, just I know. I know. You would I mean, have to bring Joe Harris and... Yeah, Ramos when you add Joe Harris in,
0: I think that that swings it over. and and, and Or and Seth Curry. The, unknown, the thing that Kyrie... The big problem with the Lakers is that Russ was a perfect fit for position. <laughs> Unfortunately, his skills at that position were not what we needed. And uh, Kyrie has those same skills at that position where you really could use them. Except for defense. That's the other part of side of it. It doesn't make sense. See, I do think that Miles Turner makes that big a difference. You know, I, it's kind of funny because I probably over the last 10 years, I've probably written 20 articles about Trying to get Miles Turner on the Lakers. This might be my last chance. Either that'll, it'll, see, Jamie doesn't realize now that it's stretched all the way to February 9th. The trade will happen before February 9th. And I will continue to, I will continue to root for that and, and, celebrate that
1: it just keeps getting you know laker tom's guarantee just keeps getting more things thrown at oh by the way did i tell you i extended it oh by the way did i tell you i extended (laughs) it oh by the way did i tell you extended it well
0: that's that's the prerogative i have as a fan man what can you say
1: uh john you know if you want to argue laker tom on that point as regards to Kyrie trade being not as good as the buddy heel trade uh, you know that's. Uh, please come on the show to do it, my friend, next time around. But I agree with you. I think the, uh, if you gave me the choice, and I had to give the pick up, picks up for either, I'd do the Kyrie trade because you're going to get either a Seth Curry and or a Joe Harris along with it. And to me, that is just better than than uh, what what Indiana would be giving.
0: Uh, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know you had, I heard Kyrie come out the other day with just this whole crazy thing about how how vaccination was like was, was like the most crushing of human spirit and freedom that has ever happened in the world. And he goes on with these wild, crazy stuff. You know, who knows? I think he's a wild card. He's a wild card. And I, I don't know if you could trust him over a long period of time. I seriously don't. I mean, and he's not a defender. He can't play defense. So, you know, I, You're taking stuff away from LeBron and AD. Maybe if the plan was to take away from LeBron because he's getting 38, you know, I guess it could I guess that could make sense. Um I sure wouldn't take anything away from AD. He's got to prove he can carry LeBron's load or else we gotta get rid of him. I'll just Um, say this. Tom
1: would give you here John's saying Tom won't let me get a word in if he if he did have the debate. I would guarantee you, John, that you would go ahead and do that. In fact, I will give the Laker Tom guarantee that by February 9th, you would be able to go ahead and get more. <laughs> just extend it out. But yes, no. if you come back on the show, my friend. You'll noon on to February
0: 9th, I will give up.
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. It's
0: not traded by then.
1: John, you're always welcome back. We'll probably be on anytime. our live
0: trade deadline super show, Gerald. Okay. You can always say,
1: John, as much as you want, of course, on the show. You're always able to go ahead and just be on the air. We truly appreciate it. Once again, thank you so much to Jamie Sweet, John McKaylian. Please check out his YouTube channel today. Please go ahead and subscribe. Also as well, Blue Magic has been great. Thank you so much to Nick Wong, who was part of the show earlier as far as in the chat. Truly appreciate everyone being on the show today. Thank you so much, of course, Ox1947. Hope everything goes well for you, my friend. I know you're on the road, so please drive safe. Same to you, Jamie Sweet. Hope everything goes well for you tonight with your show. Also as well, want to thank so much for everybody out there saying the great things about our, our show. We truly appreciate it. Petting my cat, always awesome as well. Thank you so much. want to go ahead and give a shout out to West Trueblood. Everybody that's been a part of the chat, just amazing as always. We will definitely be back on Sunday night, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern unless Laker Tom's aforementioned trade show will get us on earlier, but we're definitely going to be on Sunday for sure. So go ahead and check us out then. Hopefully I can get all the guys to come on the show at the same time. So you guys can all talk as much as you want and we'll go over the 90 minutes so we can make the listeners happy because we've got requests now for you guys to go an hour and a half plus. So that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to see. So I tell you what, our audience has been incredible as always. We truly appreciate it. Once again, if you have any questions for me, or you want to be part of the show from time to time, come on and say your thoughts. All I ask is again, good mic, good internet, and try to keep it. Someone clean. Although Laker Tom from time to time has, you know, tried oh. accidentally, 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 you know, accidentally Joe accidentally from time to time. Well, and then Jamie. Accidentally. Yeah. We, again, Try to be as clean as you can. That's all I ask. So if you want to and you're interested or you know somebody who might be, at Lakers Fast Break or LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Well, once again, and no porn, (laughs) Joe. (laughs) And no porn indeed. Yes, that's true. That's true. But I will say it's been a great episode. Truly appreciate everyone stopping by. Once again, we will be back on Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We're going to be gearing up for Lakers training camp. We'll see if anything comes out of LeBron minicamp. Hopefully Russ is there. Hopefully Russ is practicing. Russ will be there. Or if that's the case, if Russ is not there, hopefully he's been traded. What we'll does see. that mean
0: if Russ is not there?
1: Oh, my gosh. The same thing that it meant like most probably when the Lakers canceled their press conference. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing.
0: Let's hope LeBron doesn't cancel minicamp. Ah. <sighs>
1: They're doing it right now, man. It started today.
0: I haven't heard anything on Twitter about it. (sighs) The
1: only thing we've heard is about LeBron's supposed shaved head. So we'll leave it at that. Leave it at that, dude. But But once again, it's the Lakers house break. Please go ahead and check out Laker Tom's latest articles today. As the number one Lakers blogger, you can do that today at Lakerholics.com. Big shout out to Jamie Sweet for his five things. Shout out to Joe Sorrel, a.k.a. Ox1947, John McCalion for his YouTube channel, Hoopheads Podcast Network, everybody involved with the Lakers Fast Break. We truly want to thank you so much for listening and watching. All right, Blue Magic says, Joe, you're certainly not getting invited to the Lakers Media Room. Oh my gosh, the chat always goes wild here at the Lakers Fast Break. But for Laker Tom, this is Gerald Glassford. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We've got a great conversation up ahead, at least on Sunday. Will there be one sooner because of a trade? You never know. Laker Tom says yes. Will it happen? We'll find out as we get back to you right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.